This is episode number four of High Impact Leaders, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and High Impact Leaders. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your career and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. This is podcast number four. And on this episode, I'm starting a four-step process to develop powerful leadership skills or, or soft skills, a lot of times is what we call them, that will help you build a team culture throughout your organization. This week, we're going to focus on step one, which is building trust and rapport among your team. The podcast is brought to you by High Impact Leaders. And for those of you who are new to programs or channels provided by the Leaders Institute, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is the ability to help our class members create positive behavior change in their careers. So our programs aren't aren't just seminars where you where you're where we bombard you with a bunch of content and hope that you actually apply something in the real world. Um, we like to really help our students create new habits that that lead to success. And the high impact leaders course does that through a series of self-contained leadership modules focusing on just a few important habits each week. So right now we're offering them in select cities or our our main city that the main city that we're offering these in is Dallas. That's that's our home in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But we're also we're also offering them in Charlotte and Las Vegas and we're adding cities to our schedule as fast as we can. But the way that our classes work is that we have a a, a session where um, a, a group of people will, will come to our classes uh, typically on a Tuesday morning, sometime early in the week. Usually it's like a Tuesday morning. And we have the students go through, uh, go basically from that classroom, go out and use the skills in the business world right away. You know, for instance, if we're covering a session from today's podcast on how to build rapport with our team, we'd cover the content in the classroom in the morning. And then the student would spend that afternoon at their office applying those skills in the real world. So it's still fresh on their mind. And then next week they'd come back and we'd cover additional skills. And after a series of weeks, the students have started to develop new habits that lead to higher levels of success. And we also do a series of, of, um, of these types of courses for private companies as well, or private classes for companies. So if you'd like to explore the content and see if one of these classes might be a good fit for you, go to leadersinstitute.com. And you can, actually, if you just go to leadersinstitute.com and you can do a search for high impact leaders, it's real easy to find on there. But if you just, if you want the shortcut, you can go to leadersinstitute, leadersinstitute.com, leader plural, leadersinstitute.com slash leadership course. And that will take you right to high impact leaders. All right. So let's get on with today's topic. Our topic today is seven expert ways to build trust in a team that you want to lead. And just, you know, this is step one in becoming an effective leader. And it's really building that trust within your organization, building that trust within your team. You got to keep in mind that you can't really make anybody do anything. You can't make them do it. However, you can create an atmosphere within your organization where growth and success are, are just normal. And in this session, we're going to cover how to build trust in a team. And this is part one of a four part series on becoming an effective leader. 
In each of the sessions, we're going to cover one of the component steps to creating that that team culture. And then most of the time, we're going to have a second session that will reinforce at least one of those component parts as well. So just so you know, it'll be, it'll be kind of confusing because it's even though it's a four-step process, a four-session process, it's probably going to take us eight sessions to to do the entire complete set. So like for instance, one of the tips that we're going to cover in this particular episode is how to remember names. And since that's one of those things that or we're going to suggest that you do remember names and since that's something that a lot of people will struggle with, we're going to do an entire session next week on how to remember names. So make sure and pay attention for that one. That's going to be a really cool one. You'll, you'll really like it. So the four-step process to build team culture in in teamwork or, or in your organization is, you know, step one, number one is to build trust and rapport with the people that you want to lead. And then step number two is once you have that trust and rapport with them, you want to resolve conflicts and create an environment where disagreements don't cause those personal conflicts. Uh, the third area or the third step is to gain enthusiastic cooperation from your team, even when you're not looking. <laughs> so get them to want to do what they're supposed to do. And then finally, the last stage is building those confident leaders all around you. And we're going to go through each one of those those steps in in the the um, the sessions that are coming up on the High Impact Leaders podcast on this one. And, and just so you know, each one of these steps is progressive. For instance, if we don't have solid trust within our team, then we're likely going to have more conflicts. <laughs> and if we're in a conflict with our team members, it's going to be really difficult for them to do for us to get them to do things for us. So the point is, is that the better that we are in the early stages, the better that we the better that we do in the early stages anyway, the easier it is to have success in the latter stages. A lot of times folks will want to say, well, I just want to build a, a strong, solid team. I just want to build teamwork within my group. Well, that's the last stage. So if you're if you're starting there, you're you're probably going to have a, a little bit of a, of a challenge. You got to start in the early stages and that way the latter sta- stage is is pretty easy once you get there. So let's start with stage number one. You want to build trust and rapport with the people that you want to lead. Um, so think about the relationships that, that you have with with each of the people that you interact with on a day to day basis anyway, as being a, a checking account. Each person that you interact with has an entirely different account. So when we have a positive interaction with a person, we are making a deposit into that account. And when something negative occurs, there's a or there's a conflict, a withdrawal is made from that account. So if you want to build trust in a team, you as the leader have to make a tremendous number of deposits into these accounts of each one of the team members. So each person has their own account. So it's not like you can just you you can have that positive interaction with a single person on your team and then it's going to spread throughout the organization. You have to kind of do it with every single individual that you interact with. So just, you know, positive deposits, they make your your teams much happier. So what we're going to in this session, we're, we're going to cover seven key ways to build trust within that team, seven ways to make those deposits into that bank account. And we suggest that you spend eh, a week focusing on a single principle one a day, you know, so if there's seven principles, basically focus on a single principle each day. So principle number one, focus on today and then tomorrow, focus on principle number two. And then the next day, focus on principle number three. So it gives you a week to really start to put these things into practice. So you, so you start to create new habits in the way that you interact with people. And by the end of the week, you should already begin to see some significant changes in the rapport that you have with the folks that you're interacting with. So tip number one, the very first thing that you can do 
to uh, to build that trust and build that rapport within your team is to avoid criticizing your team. This, like I said, this is the first step in building trust. It's to reduce the amount of criticism that you deliver to others. And I have to admit, those those of you who kind of know me personally, by nature, I'm an incredibly critical person. It's just a way that. I am. It's my temperament. It's the way that I deal with people. It's in, and by the way, it's not something that I purpose, purposefully go out and do. It's one of those things where I, I, I see the people around me and I see the things that are around me as being, I, I can see they have so much potential. And so I want so bad to help somebody that a lot of times what I'll do is give them suggestions that may sound critical. And every time I do that, by the way, I'm making a withdrawal out of that, that bank account, that relationship bank account. So I have to be very careful. So as a, as a result, I have to be extremely careful when I coach people in my head, I might just be offering a friendly suggestion to a coworker. However, when he or she hears that suggestion, it sounds quite different to that person. Um, I have an since I have an overly aggressive personality, Sometimes my results are a little extreme, but when people feel like they're being criticized, they often really take it personal and and they can also become really defensive. So you really want to avoid criticism whenever possible. And by the way, even if you're the sweetest, nicest person on earth, when you criticize somebody, it's going to build up resentment and maybe just a little, you know, maybe it's just a little bit. You're the nice person and you give that little piece of criticism and there's just a little bit of resistance, resentment there. But if you think about it, I mean, a good analogy is that criticism is kind of like a mosquito bite. You know, a single bite is annoying, but when you get bitten over and over, though, it will become miserable. <laughs> and in some cases, these bites can lead to malaria and something totally challenging and that kind of thing. So uh, if you think about it, um, criticism is the same way. One one critical remark is annoying, but multiple criticism or critical remarks can can permanently harm that relationship. So if the if the remarks continue, by the way, the culture of the organization can be negatively effective. So if you really want to build teamwork and build trust within your team, you really want to avoid criticizing. Tip number two is you want to look at things from the other person's point of view. So when we communicate with family and coworkers, we want to be we, we really want to be heard and we really want to be understood. That's what happens, you know, in a, in, a, in a communication that we're having with somebody else, we personally want that other person to hear me and we want them to understand me and we want them to understand us, that kind of thing. So guess what? If we feel that way, the other person that we're communicating with wants the exact same thing. So if you want to build trust in a team, you want to focus on looking at things from that other person's perspective. We, by the way, we, we put this principle in the building trust group because it's actually, but in reality, it's actually a good conflict resolution principle as well, which we'll cover in a couple of weeks. But the, it's one of those things that if you use it effectively, you can reduce the amount of conflicts that you have with people. Um, I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, we got a phone call from an upset customer. We don't get those a lot, by the way. They're, they're totally out of the, I mean, out of the, when, when we get a, a customer that's upset with us, something like the, the, it's like the world is about to end because most of the time, the types of, programs that we're doing, the types of things that we're doing. Um, they're just, they're, they're things that aren't where people just like us, you know, they like what we do and we get such, you know, positive results. So anyway, but this one happened to be one that's a little bit outside of the, the product that this guy purchased was a little bit outside of our norm. It was, uh, he ordered a self-facilitated program from us. So like, for instance, one of the things that we will do 
in um, when we do our team building activities is sometimes folks will be on a budget and they don't really want a professional speaker to come out, but they do want to do something fun with their team. And so since we have an expertise, sometimes we'll we'll um, kind of sell uh, folks an inexpensive way to kind of do a, a, a team building activity or something like that. And that's what happened with this person. So we shipped him the materials from our warehouse and 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 it, it, because he purchased that self-facilitated program, he was supposed to get a leader's guide via email. Well, there happened to be a glitch in our auto email system that day, and he he just never got it. So he received his box of materials, but the guide wasn't in the box, wasn't supposed to be. Um, and he called us in a panic. And, you know, he's he's, a, you know, a day before he is going to be delivering this this uh, team building activity for his group. He's already a little nervous. And so he's uh, a little self-conscious about it. And he realizes that the the guide is not in the box. And so he's he's called us in a panic. Now, he doesn't know that the guide is digital and it should have already been sent out to him and that we can we can send it to him in, in a couple of seconds. So. Um, so in, in the way that he was kind of reacting to us or the, or the way that he was talking on the phone when he got to me was, just, he was like, Oh my God, I just made all that money and you didn't, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And so I, I, my, when somebody's aggressive to me, by the way, my natural reaction is to respond in kind. But in this situation though, I, I mean, I try to really look at the situation from his point of view. He had no idea that the leader leader's guide was digital and could be sent to him in less than a second. Well, basically while I was on the phone with him, he, he had it. Um, and so from his perspective, he had paid money for a product that was incomplete. And when I put myself in that person's shoes, I was able to, to really empathize with this situation. I, I, and I quickly apologized and I fixed the situation for him. So um, and, and that's really what you, what you want to do is, is when when folks are, you know, in the process, they're trying to create an argument with you. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit in a couple of weeks when we get to the conflict resolution principles. But this is one that can work really well. Just kind of put yourself in the other person's shoes and go, God, OK, if I was this guy, would I be upset? Yes, I would. Let me empathize with him then. And you'll typically get a little bit better result. By the way, it doesn't mean you have to agree with the person. Um, sometimes just if you can if you can think to yourself, you know, why is this person saying the things that he's saying or why is she doing the things that she's doing and use that as a way to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes? It, it can really clear up the communication pretty effectively. So the second thing that you can do to build trust within the team is to look at things from the other person's point of view. So tip number three is actually probably the easiest principle in the entire set of principles, and it is just to smile more. It, smiling makes you more approachable and friendly. This one, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but it is really important. Smiles are contagious, but you know what? So are frowns. So if you walk around your office with a scowl on your face, your team will reciprocate. If you walk around the office with a smile, they'll also reciprocate. So the first way, though, every, you know, the, the first way when if you're walking around with a scowl on your face, everybody's miserable. The second way, you're spreading happiness throughout your team. And, and so it's, it's a very simple way to kind of lighten somebody's day or, or if they're in a funk, you know, you kind of smile at them. Sometimes the, just the act of smiling can, can sometimes uh, make them a little bit more positive. I, it was funny. I, and I put this in the podcast notes. It was so, uh, when I was doing some research on this, uh, I, I found a Coca-Cola commercial. I don't know when this thing was made, never saw it. Uh, I, I'm assuming that from the, um, 
from the from from the the verbiage that's on the signs around the 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 um the, in the commercial that is probably in Europe somewhere so it may it may be a commercial that was never actually released here in the United States but the commercial there there's an actor who walks onto a subway car and he's got kind of a neutral expression on his face is holding an iPad or something like that and then shortly after the doors close he smiles at something that he's looking at on this on this tablet and then a couple of seconds later, he just starts laughing. And it's just a subtle laugh. And but by the and then he starts laughing louder and louder and louder. And by the time that the car stops at the next the subway car makes the next stop, the whole car was smiling and most of them were laughing together. And it's funny because um, since it is a Coca-Cola commercial and some of the people on there were people that have kind of staged this incident there um, a lot of the, these folks open up their jackets and they've got coca-cola on their t-shirts and they're and um, they hand out um, a can of coke and uh, a card that says happiness begins with a smile it's it's really what a, if you look i mean if you don't get a chance to go to the podcast just look it up on youtube coca-cola smile subway or something like that and you'll you'll find it. it's a really really cool commercial but it is really really true the easiest way to build rapport with your team is just to smile more make yourself more open make yourself more approachable Tip number four is to make an effort to remember names. And I mentioned on the podcast earlier that next week we're going to do a whole session on how to remember names. You guys will love it. This is one of the coolest things. It's one of the things that we teach very early on in our high impact leaders class. And the reason why we do it is because most people don't think they're really good at remembering somebody's name, remembering names anyway. And once they're able to kind of go through this process, a lot of times they're able to remember an entire class. Let's say we got 30 or 40 people in a class. They're able to remember every single person's name first and last within an hour of meeting them. And it's a pretty phenomenal kind of thing. But it's it's a neat skill. And so make sure and, and come back next week for, for that podcast because it'll be a lot of fun. But in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, he, he had one of the coolest quotes about a person's name. He said that a person's name is to that person the sweetest, most important sound in any language. And moms know this, by the way. They know this to be true because if your mom really wants to get your attention, uh, then then or if or if the if there's a kid that's ignoring a mom anyway, that that mom is going to call that kid by name. And uh, when she calls that person by name, yeah, it's it usually gets their attention pretty quickly, right? So for me, by the way. Um, if it was a friendly call, you know, if, if my mom was trying to get my attention in a friendly way, she would just say, Doug, <laughs> if it happened to, if I didn't happen to respond right away, it changed to Douglas, right? It was my full name. Nobody calls me Douglas except my mom when she's mad. And, uh, and on those all too frequent occasions where I was really in trouble, I got the dreaded Douglas Michael, right? So, um, okay, maybe it's not the best example to show how a person's name really builds rapport, but in reality, in the business world, when you use a person's name, it, it is a really good way to build rapport. If you, and if you want to test this, by the way, go to a coworker who is busy doing something, pause and just call that person by name within a split second, that person will likely kind of look up and smile at you. And at that moment, you're in rapport with that coworker. So the fourth way to build trust in your team is to, is to remember to use their name in, in conversations. Tip number five is you want to avoid place, placing the burdens of your problems onto your team's shoulders. This is one that it's it's a very rare principle for where people it's it's very rarely violated. But in situations where this is violated, you can fall out of rapport with your team really, really quickly. So the easiest way to diminish trust 
within your team is to dump on your coworkers. Now, I'm not saying to ask that you shouldn't ask for help if you need it. And what I'm saying is don't create problems because of procrastination or lack of thoroughness and then ask your co- coworkers to bail you out. Because if you are, you're going to be seen as that person who always is causing problems. So it, it, it I mean, I'd like to tell you that I, I want to give you an example. I'd like to tell you this example happened to me like years and years and years ago, but it actually happened a couple of months ago. I was teaching a class in, in Washington, DC on, on a Monday and I was flying to Atlanta on Tuesday uh, to teach again. So I was teaching on Monday and Tuesday, two different cities, f- pr- fairly easy flights and everything. And, uh, but still, you know, it's a pretty taxing kind of, kind of schedule. So the class in DC finished just a little early. So I was just relaxing at the Admirals club at, at Ronald Reagan airport, airport, getting ready to, to fly off to Atlanta. And I was looking at my notes, um, and, and, about the, the notes that I had made on the client that I was going to be teaching at on Tuesday. And I just, I almost threw up. I got so sick to my stomach because the client in Atlanta had hired me to create a custom workshop for them, which happens a lot, by the way. I mean, that's, that's a very common thing for, for me to do, but I had inadvertently wrote it in my schedule using the, the name of one of our pre-designed courses um, typically if, if it's a, if it's a pre-designed course, we just kind of put that name into the the schedule. So we know, Hey, just pull the, the, the normal kind of manuals off the shelf, take them with me, which I had by the way. Um, but the, so I had a, in my bag, I had the, the, the workshop materials for a, one of our pre-designed courses when in reality, the next day I was going to be delivering something that was customized. So I had less than four hours to design the entire workshop, create a manual, get the manual printed and then get it overnight, overnighted to Atlanta. And um, and by the way, the whole fiasco was entirely my fault. I had to kind of meekly call my office and ask for help this middle of the day. I'm calling my assistant and, and, and almost the entire staff had to stop what they were doing and fix the problem that I created. Now, luckily, I have a, I, I have a fantastic team who, who they had my manuals waiting for me at my hotel by eight o'clock the next morning. I mean, they are they are literally miracle workers. But if that happens once, it's kind of fun to to, um, you know, it, it can actually build some camaraderie and teamwork. But if it happens over and over again, it's going to diminish the trust and rapport that you have with your team pretty dramatically. So you want don't want to fall on that sword too often anyway. So just be careful. Don't don't um, if you want to build trust within your team, um, don't don't dump on them. Don't don't place the burdens of your problems onto other people. And you'll and you'll typically have much better rapport with them. All right. So we're getting close to the, the last couple here. So the, the number six is you want to, if you want to build trust with your team, you want to take responsibility for clear communication. Now we all like to think that we communicate clearly. I mean, good leaders though, they, they take responsibility to make sure that that communication has occurred. This is more like, it's more than just speaking well. It's more than I, I was very clear in my communication. You know, for instance, if, if you speak very clearly, but you're speaking to a person who is a poor listener, did that communication actually occur, right? A good leader knows the strengths and weaknesses of all the players. So if you, it, to, you know, you, you want to make sure and check in to make sure that you're being clear when you're, when you're communicating. I'll give you a great example of this, by the way. When, when my son, Ben, when he was in, I think he was around fourth grade, he was playing first base in Little League. 
He had a pretty good hand. He had he's Ben's got pretty good hand eye coordination for for a little guy. He's he's um, uh, in seventh grade now, so this would have been about three or four years ago. But um, since he had pretty good hand eye coordination, his coach um, basically told him not to let the ball get past him. Pretty simple instructions. In the first few games, he caught every ball. I mean, and the coach was enthused. I mean, the coach just was like, oh, my God, there's a new kid on the team and he's phenomenal. He's exciting and everything. So he was just just excited about this whole this, the, the whole process that was going through. Um, then um, um, and I, I think it was probably the fourth game or so. A poor throw from the shortstop pulled Ben off the base, pulled his foot off the bag. Now he still caught the ball, but the runner was safe. And the coach, trying to give instructions, he basically told Ben, "Hey, make sure to keep your foot on the bag." Well, all of a sudden, um, I'm I'm in the stands watching this, and and I watch, and the next the next throw, Ben misses. The next throw, Ben misses. <laughs> next throw, Ben misses. He missed like twelve in a row. He didn't get. It wasn't anywhere close to catching any of them, and it was weird because he had been almost 100% for the first three games. And then all of a sudden, just, just, I guess his confidence was down or something. So, um, and the coach, and I was confused. The coach was confused. So in the car on the way home, I asked Ben, I said, so what exactly did the coach tell you? And he kind of answered me. He said, and, and when he answered me, I, I just started laughing. I thought, and I, I hope, I didn't destroy his confidence, but it just it was hilarious because he said that the coach told him to keep his foot on the back, right? And the coach probably thought that that was that clear communication had occurred. But you know, when early in the season when he told Ben, "Don't let anything pass him," that re- that that. Re- request was now replaced by the words, keep your foot on the bag. And I learned a real valuable lesson about communicating with my son that day. I know that if I want to ensure communication, focus on the result that I'm looking for, not the task. And so um, a a better instruction for Ben might've been, Hey, let's make sure and get them out. You know, let's make sure and get the out. And that, that probably would have a little bit been a little bit better. So sometimes what is very clear to the speaker can easily mis, be misinterpreted by the instructor. So one of the real keys to building that trust and rapport is to take responsibility for clear communication. Make sure that communication has occurred. And the last one, this is the last thing that you can do to uh, build trust and rapport. You want to practice good listening skills. Now, this is the final tip. It's so big that I I'm, I want to go on this in a little bit more depth. So I, I'll do a, I'm going to do a follow-up um, blog post on this and a, and a follow-up uh, podcast on this. And, uh, and when I do it, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail than kind of what we do here. But basically the main concept is to take time to make sure that you're really listening to your team. Each one of your team members has a, spe- has specific challenges and they also have great ideas. So if you're, if you, if, if, if all we're doing is just talking, then we never get to hear any of those good idea, those, those good ideas. So, so anyway, so that's the, that's, uh, we're, we're going to spend a little bit more time on that in, in future sessions. So, um, by the way, if, if you, if you really want my best leadership tip here, here is my absolute best leadership tip. The, the next time one of your team members comes to you with a problem, 
don't interrupt and offer a solution. That's one of the things that I kind of fall into. I, I feel good when, I, when I'm giving advice. Instead, respond with the question, what do you think we should do? And you'll be surprised at how often the team member's idea will actually be a little bit better than, than the one that you came up with. So our, thanks a lot for being a part of the High Impact Leaders podcast. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast so you get every single episode. Um, we're having a lot of fun putting these out. And if you have questions or, or comments or anything like that, just go Go to our Facebook page and go to Facebook and uh, and search for Leaders Institute. You can also we're also on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We'll put all that stuff in the podcast notes, though. So if you're if you're interested in contacting us or giving us some comments, make sure and do that and make sure and subscribe to the podcast. We will see you next week on High Impact Leaders. Mm-hmm.